We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. Another week, another great week for combat sports. Plenty to talk about on this show. Pro wrestling dominating the first show for this week. We have to talk about AEW and the crazy match they just announced for Moxley and Omega. We have to recap NXT Vengeance Day that happened last week. We have to preview WWE Elimination Chamber, which is coming up this weekend. So tons of pro wrestling to talk about on the show today. And of course, we'll have a second show um, later this week. Actually recapping, it's more of the beginning of next week, recapping all of the boxing and MMA that is happening this weekend. So yes, you won't get previews. The cards aren't huge, but we'll recap all the action and then roll in to next week previewing those. So make sure you guys keep your ears open for that as well. Old man, we kind of start this show on uh, on a different note because it's not every day where we randomly get shown our roses while we can still smell them. From, from the outside looking in. But uh, we both received a touching message yesterday that was one of those like, yo, wow, what we're doing sitting here in front of this mic every week actually matters. So uh, I'll kind of let you take it from there. Yeah, um, first and foremost, you know, we haven't done a couple few shows this week. I had my birthday. It was Valentine's Day. We were busy. Yep. Um, so we're glad to be back. And not a whole lot has happened, but, well, I guess some things have happened that we can discuss. Kanye and Kim are getting divorced. Hooray for that. <laughs> um, We're not getting the old Kanye back. We, we are no, not. That's that's that ship has sailed. But what I've uh, come to realize over the years is that I say it a lot that I don't know who's listening, and I really don't. And sometimes when I get a message from people that are listening... And care about what we have to say. And I know a lot of that has to do with, yeah, of course we talk combat sports. But some of our own little personal stories or our lists or our takes on hip-hop or culture or movies or whatever. It means something to some of y'all. 
it's, again, I don't know why. I'm just a dude. I'm just, I'm just a kid from Vegas who grew up and just wanted to affect somebody's life, and I never knew how. And, and the fact that we're able to do this podcast, how many years has it been now? Uh, approaching six. So the end of March would be six years. Six years of just talking. Um, <laughs> and talking and growth. Funny. I went back <laughs> and I and I found some uh some old conversations with me and Kel on Twitter and uh l- listen, there's been a lot of growth since we started this podcast. <laughs> to pimp a butterfly hot take will haunt me for life. For life. You'll never let that one down. But but overall, I mean, those of you who've been on us with the journey from the beginning, um, we wanna thank you because, you know, Again, we don't we don't know, and honestly, I I don't care to be like I'd like to be the number one podcast in the world, but that's that's never been our goal. It's just something that we've offered that's been different. That's two black dudes talking about combat sports and a bunch of other shit. And if it affects you and gets you through your day, um, that's that means the world to me. And um, for a lot of people, especially during COVID, it's been different. Because a lot of us have been cooped up in the house and a lot of us have had to deal with um, mental health, just being incarcerated within your four walls. And for those of you who get an escape from us, that's, again, means the world to me. And I I also want to take the time to say, never think that, you know, no matter what me and Kel are doing in our lives, it doesn't mean that we don't go through the same things that some of y'all go through. Right. Like it's it never means that, you know, I know sometimes y'all look at some of the things that we do, even though I don't think they're a whole lot. And y'all be like, yo, y'all be doing it. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. But on top of that, that doesn't absolve us from dealing with our own shit in our lives. Our lives aren't perfect. And I never professed that my life was perfect. And sometimes this podcast is what gets me through the day. Sometimes I need it. Um, because it, it, it's an escape of sorts into the things that we love and the shit that we like to talk. So uh, if you've been with us, great. If you're new on the journey, buckle the fuck up because this is kind of what we do. We talk a lot of shit, and there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to disagree with or you're going to agree with, but one thing that we're going to leave you with is something to talk about. Um, you can argue with your friends. You can argue with your moms. I don't give a shit, but as long as you're talking, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, man, so shout out to those who, who've stuck with us again, and uh, we're going to keep this thing pushing. I, no matter what I do, and this podcast is still going to exist. And if it means that, you know, if I, it's got a, other things got to take a back burner, it's just my outlet, man. I just got to get that shit out there. So stay with us because this shit ain't over. Yeah, six almost six years deep, and it's crazy because, well, one, when we started this, you were still already – insanely busy so you've always had like 18 jobs at once but you continuously get busier as the years go on you keep moving up the ladder like now it's like yeah we do a podcast every week but i can also turn on my wwe network and see your face right i can also turn on the zone or just trying to watch a fight and cover it for work and i'm like oh look at this the old man's randomly on set talking about something or you're voicing an Ali promo or something crazy. So you continue to get busier and busier and busier. And uh, my schedule gets a little busier as the years go on as well as I start climbing the ladder. And 
we always make time for this and we're going to keep doing that it yeah we'll have weeks like this week where it was hard to fit in two shows three shows a week but when you get that one show at least every week you know it's going to be fire and hearing from people who say this is their escape this is you know with troubling times that gets them by it means a lot I mean, from the jump, yes, I've had wild hot takes. Some I stand by still. Some are are crazy. So uh, even from the jump, though, I've always shared personally a lot going on in my life. So if you've been here from the start, you've heard a lot of shit that's gone on in my life. Uh, And I'm going to continue to do that. I I try to be an open book because you never know who's going through something similar or who just wants to hear that they're not alone in a struggle. I mean, this past week, you know, it was Andres' birthday, which was amazing. Valentine's Day, a lot was going on. Um, The reason I couldn't do the show was because the past two and a half weeks, I was dealing with kind of a health scare. And I'm like, for testing metrics wise, I'm like super healthy. I've never had anything wrong with me. So this was like the first one. And, um, I had found a lump and had to go to the doctor and it was it was a crazy two weeks of running tests and ultrasounds and scans and all this shit so it came back that I do not have cancer thankfully and uh, I have cyst which suck but it is not cancer so that was something where the doctor's appointments kind of caught up to me the past week and we couldn't bring you know two shows this past week and you get your I think we've done two in the past two weeks now. So, uh, yeah, it was a crazy two weeks for me. And I was going through that. But even through all of that, um, this show, you know, is a priority. We are here for everyone that listens. We appreciate every single listen that we get, every single person who takes time out of their day to listen to us. So uh, hopefully you guys know, like, yo, you're a priority to us. We appreciate all of the support on all of our platforms, whether it's our normal, um, you know, day-to-day work, any of our podcasts, our live shows, which you guys are huge for, man, just making happen in general. Uh, it wouldn't have happened without the listeners of this podcast. So it, it's it's great. We appreciate you all. And uh, like Dre said, we're going to keep rolling. So that is our little message to everyone listening out there. We appreciate it. Um, shout out to the person who reached out to us both really letting us know their, you know, how much they appreciate what we do every week. And those little things every now and then without us even knowing, like that fuels us to keep going and uh, really lit a fire under us again. So we are hyped to get in here today and record this show. And uh, I was thinking about like, yeah, we could talk about Kardashian, Kanye madness and all that shit to open the show. But, um, one thing this person reached out to us, but you know, we've talked on the side note before and we always talk hip hop with this person. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We got to do the open and do a hip hop talking. We just don't talk regular hip hop. We talk old school hip hop when we all talk and, and sit down together or we tweet or, you know, IG message. Um, and it's usually about hip hop on this show. So old man, our topic for this opening segment is I tried to make this as difficult and as different as I could because we've had a lot of lists lately. The top 10 rappers of the 90s. 
right? Got to list the top 10. The caveat is you can only list their catalog between 90 and 99. Whatever they did before and after does not count. Mm, okay. Put only on what they did in that decade counts. And uh, groups in total are not included, but individual members of units can be named. All right. So I'll give you my top 10 to buy you. So I love putting you on the spot. I have my top 10. I did it right before the show started. And uh, I still felt like I didn't have enough time. And this is in order. So I know people are going to like crush me. But remember, it only counts 90 through 99. Number one, Biggie. It's number one on his list. I, short window, still one of the greatest ever. Um, to me, is like number two ever. So Biggie is one. Two is Snoop. If we're just taking the 90s. Biggie, Snoop, Nas is three. Tupac is four. Andre 3000 is five. Eminem is six. Jay-Z is seven. And that's generous because I'm a Jay fan. Busta Rhymes is eight. This is where you're going to kill me, and I'm sure other people are going to kill me. Cube is at nine. Method Man is at 10. Hmm. Okay. And Cube's at nine because I don't think NWA counts. Yeah, but he has the three of the greatest. Greatest. Ho- yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you stand. That That is your opinion. I mean, I love the first solo album. Um, you give him that three-album run. I can't put, honestly, his 90s albums, I can't say they're better than Nas's. I mean, M had one hell of a run, I'd and it was Cube. just three years. In the 90s, I'd take Cube over M. M was at the end of the 90s. M was 97, 98, 99, or 98, 99, Yeah. 2000. That's what, like Marshall Mathers LP was 2000? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Eminem, but I love some Shady LP um, before then, the mixtapes, him and Royce dropped a mixtape. M from 98 through 99, a little bit of 97 was the run. Because M and Royce was on Stretch and Bobbito when their last show, 97, 98. Yeah. Um, I can't put them in order because you just put me on the spot and that's not fair. Um, but for the most part, I agree. The only person that I know that you're missing is Redman. That was the first name that jumped out at me. Is like, how is he? I had to put Meth over Red because of the strength of what Meth did on the Woo tracks. Yeah, but Red, I mean, what the album? Muddy Water? Like, yeah, that's tough. (laughs) That's Uh, tough. I'm I'm trying to remember your list because Biggie, Jay Z, Pac, Nas, uh, Cube, Snoop. um, Um, Busta Rhymes was on there. But because we got leaders of the new school bus. Tribe, you know, just tribe called Quest, Cameo, Bus. Um, Bus was on Mad. What, he was on the Biggie remix? Yeah, Bus isn't on my list. Uh, Scarface. Tons of shit. Scarface. Face over Buster Arms. Yes, in the 90s? Yes. Yes. Mm. Ghetto mm. Boys, The Diary. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, one of the greatest storytellers in hip hop. I absolutely will put him on the list. Um, Andre 3000? Yeah, okay. I'll put him there too. Uh, the only person that kind of, hmm, 
narrowly misses this list is Lauren Hill. Uh, because I was thinking that because it's not because of the quality. I guess it's the quantity compared to everybody else. Because Miseducation was you know a half and half album. And then you have the two Fuji's albums, the score and obviously the joint with Nappy Heads and everything. And um, but Lauren might narrowly miss the list. Now there's gonna be people out there that are gonna immediately jump out and say, "Where's Raekwon and Ghost? Ghost I can't put in there until the 2000s." Um, and I feel like the Wu as a collective, because of that, I can't put any of them on the list. I'm having a hard time. It's kind of like oh, Method Man's to, impact was crazy though. I, the, I know, but Takao wasn't is far from the best Wu Tang album. Mm. Far from the best Wu Tang. Okay. I mean, far from the best <laughs> Wu Tang album. We can agree on that. Cuban Links was yeah. the best Wu Tang album of the night. Some people would say Liquid Swords, but Cuban Links only. No, Cuban, Cuban Links was the best one. Yeah. So yeah. I can't put Meth there. Um, mm. But then there's in turn. Well, shit, you still got Common too. That's why those last like ninety seven through ninety nine had some shit. Yeah, you like so have... if you pack those three years, mm. like I left Big Pun off this list. Yeah, big yes, goddamn the nineties. And pun like ninety seven through ninety nine. To to me, I I wasn't gonna put DMX on this list, even though some people would argue I compared to everyone else like X wouldn't make my list. He but make pun, pun. To me, Big L still didn't get a good enough role on it. It's, but, it's hard, dude. This list is hard. This list is it's hard, hard. Because, because, like, when you try, when you have to strip away everything they did after the '90s, but then when yeah. it comes to, like groups' efforts, because like Paz from De La Soul, in terms of an MC, is arguably one of the most underrated rappers. Period. Also missing from this list, Feral Munch, because the Organized Confusion albums, and I believe. His solo album came out in '99. Somebody, yeah, but Feral Monch falls into my category of like prodigy. I really like them, but on a list like this, I don't know if I can rank them with everyone else. Well, the cha- the real challenge here is: are we ranking skill, or are we ranking impact? Like, how are we great? How are we ranking on this list? Because Feral Monch is right, arguably so, one of the most skilled rappers. Correct. Ever. I I was going off of catalog. 2099 so what they've done on songs albums not not just skill overall but like mixtapes count freestyles during that time but you can't do shit before and after God damn, like the roots crew don't make it like black thought doesn't make it for me yet yeah this if, is tough. if i can't count after 99 but now we count you know 2000s as well like thought starts climbing so when the cutoff is there, like none of Cash Money makes it for me yet. Like I can't project out Little Wayne. I I wouldn't put him there anyway. But nevertheless, <laughs> I mean even with the Roots, because Things Fall Apart came out the same day as I believe some shady LP in ninety nine. Ninety nine, yeah. But and the other Roots joint I love came out in two thousand one. See, so, was, so so much of what I like of the roots still came out like early two thousand. So, a lot of what I like of Black Thought in the Roots crew because I didn't, I couldn't, you know, just put crews in there together. But I, a lot of what I like about Thought still is in the two thousands. My case for Jada, I can't put Jada in before ninety nine. No, not that I would anyway. I, I mean, I wouldn't, but 
I mean, the locks had a run, and you could tell Jada was different. But I can't put him in before 2000. What, am I going to put in all about the Benjamins? Yeah, no, I mean, Jada, no. Like, he's Rough Riders nice. Jada was still there. Like, maybe Volume 1 had come out. And You know what's funny is, like, Nas might be higher. Like, Nas had Illmatic, but boy, after it was written, Nostradamus was what year? And I am. Oh, God. Puff Woo. was in that video, right? So that that was 96, 97? The, the pain, like, I, for me, as great, like, when you put, talk about complete body of work, when you said, you know, you have Nas over Cube, yeah. Cube, Cube had so, better albums as a collective. Nas had Illmatic and it was written, and then he had two yeah. stinkers. Illmatic, 93, it was written technically 96, but it was kind of like 95-ish, too. And then... I am rounded it out in '99, which was the stinker. Yeah, see that of that's that's because Cube. Okay, Cube had America's Most Wanted, Kill It Will, Predator, War and Peace was eh, but then he had the yeah. West Side Connection as well. West Side and, Connection, Cube was my shit too. And then it's just like you look at Forgot songs that Cube that. had. Like I still listen to True to the Game to this day. Like whenever I <laughs> I see you know a Jason Whitlock spot, I turn on True to the Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just the way I function, but same with Common. You had Light Water. For, ooh, was Light Water for Chocolate ninety nine? I'll look up Common's albums. Cube, Cube, I'll give you Common at when I put Cube at nine. Even I was like, damn, like I I might have fucked up here. You know? I mean, like, in the, in, see, I, I'm not doing this in order, and a lot of the listeners right now is like, Andreas, where's your order? Hey, man, he just sprung this shit on me, so fuck that. Yeah. I'm not giving it but, so Common had. Um, in the 90s, Can I Borrow a Dollar, Resurrection, One Day, It'll All Make Sense. Like, Water for Chocolate was March 28, 2000. He missed <sighs> him like three months. Jesus Doesn't count. <laughs> Doesn't count. <sighs> yeah, that, that makes it tough. But, I mean, even Still when you guest spots, all this shit. Like, hey, the caveat that I just gave Nas also applies to Snoop. Snoop had doggy style in his all of his spots on the chronic, but the dog. That's fire? that's enough. That's enough. I, I like know. for Snoop, that's enough. Look, look. <laughs> I know he belongs on the list. I'm just saying in terms of, like, for me, Biggie is number one because yeah. Life After Death and Ready to Die are damn near two flawless albums that came out back to back. Plus, yep. everything that he touched, he annihilated. Right? Like yep. there was just the nothing. Junior Mafia spots were crazy. I like, always, for, you know, I always forget about that album. That album was on Biggie's side, dope. Yeah, yeah you got You always got to put that caveat on Biggie's yeah. side. Anything that Biggie Listen, wasn't man, on was like... Mm. Tupac is on my list. And whatever the Outsiders touched went to shit. All of the... They, I'd listen to songs be like, this is dope. They'd come on and be like, what the oh, fuck yeah, you, just oh, happened? Oh, the Outlaws? Yeah. But see, oh, the, excuse me, Outlaws. Outsiders wrestling on my brain. But the Outlaws. So, yeah, Junior Mafia and Outlaws kind of wash each other out. Well, see, Tupac, uh, there's a lot of people... I, I watch a lot of people just, like disrespect Tupac. But Tupac had... Strictly for my niggas. Tupac had Me Against the World. Tupac had um, the uh, the Thug Life album, which had Pour Out a Little Liquor, which was incredible. Tupac, one of my favorite Tupac songs of all time was Pain, which came out on the Above the Rim soundtrack. Tupac, just for shits and giggles, just because I feel like doing this, it doesn't mean anything. He was Bishop and Juice. Tupac, yeah. you know, Tupac was dancing digital underground videos. Tupac had I Gotta Get Mine with M- MC Breed. Tupac is easily top three. On this list. 
if you want to count acting and all that shit, well, there's no, a point I, I, to I, be I, made I, look, look, as take, Tupac is number one. I'm taking but, away Bishop, but I'm saying in terms of the body of work that Tupac put in, even though All Eyes on Me is not my favorite Tupac album, it still mm-hmm. knocks. But in terms of the, like from the in, from front to back until his death, that's like a nice little seven year run from Tupac. He has so much packed into the '90s, like the volume is insane. And it's and for me, a, a vast majority of it is quality. Like Pac didn't throw bricks. No, Apocalypse Now was '91. Yeah, no, there's no bricks. Strictly for my niggas was like my yo. When 93, like this is your, I, yo, I'm going outside a while now. Yo, I get, um, I get around, I get around. That was like, <laughs> as, as hard as Tupac was and as revolutionary as Tupac was with his vision, a song like I Gotta Get Around, as a kid, I was like, yo, I need to go to a house party and grind on some chicks. Like that's the, the type of music, Pac did everything. Pac did everything. So Pac is easily on this list. I'd probably leave Method Man off the list. I would feel comfortable leaving that. Yeah, that, that last spot. I mean, Big Pun could have grabbed my last spot. That last spot is tough. It's tough for Pun because... Because it's like a three... You would have left M off the list, though. I'm not leaving M off my list. I'd probably... Because Marshall Mathers LP didn't come out yet. And even though I, I love the Eminem run towards the end, I feel like a lot of that bled into the 2000s as well. Like, again, off a of straight skill, M is on this list because early M was incredible some shady yeah. lp eminem like we shine like bad me evil ep there's he, a lot of shit yeah he might actually make the list now that i think about it um, yeah, outsiders i just saw the outsiders join on youtube the other day as pace one um, pace one damn this is tough man i i hate a list like this because i really like to sit down and think about it but i know i know what I and, and people will complain about 3K being the only person from a group on my list. That'd be the other complaint. Yeah, you to only mean, break out 3K. Well, technically, to me, Buster Rhymes is part of a group. Yeah, I, I, Bus, Bus is not making my list. Bus is off my list. Um, in the 90s? Yes. It's I, hard to find nine people better in Buses run in the 90s. I can't. I can. That scenario I verse was fucking nuts. Yeah, but the problem is, is Buses' solo album came out when? 95? Mm, it was a little later than that. 97? And besides Wuha, what do you remember off that album? No, he had the other shit with the the running through the Coming to America video. That was a whole different album. Put my ass with, yeah, okay, that's cool, but... It's two does, albums. Does Busta have a classic? No. When Disaster Strikes... It's not a classic. No, but I'm saying that was the joint I was thinking of. Yeah, Busta's not on my list. I put Redman over Busta. See, that's a, that's a tough argument. Not for me. Not for, <laughs> not for me. Muddy Waters and what tough. the album? Like, oh, yeah, The Coming for- and then When Disaster Strikes. The Coming was 96. Yeah. The, when Disaster Strikes was 97. Yeah, no. They, he doesn't. Nope. Not above Redman. Not above Reggie Noble. Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. Especially with Redman, what he was doing over Eric Sermon Beats and pop, I think EPMD, the headbanger, I believe is 91. Two? Yeah, there's no way I'm leaving Redman off of this list in lieu of Buster Rhymes. And I like Buster. I think Buster's great. But Buster's always. You can talk me into Redman over Method. <laughs> Redman over Buster. Dude, did the Blackout album come out around that time? With Meth? That's what I counted of on Meth's, too. Okay, so if you count that, because let's be real, Redman annihilated that album. He really did. Yeah, Redman that over was... Buster and Meth. 
in the 90s. September 27th, 1999. It counts. Yes. So Red it Man, made it by three months. <laughs> Redman absolutely makes this list because he was the rapper's rapper. Like he yeah. was. He was your rapper, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, and then the videos. Come on, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> the videos were hilarious. Come on, I'm not I'm not Damn, putting Busta. Right. I love I like Busta a lot, but he's not making the list over Redman. The Busta Super- videos were fucking yeah, insane. They were. But he you know, Busta doesn't have a Superman lover. He doesn't. Oh, I don't I don't know. That's not fair. Cause that is fair. That's part of the catalog. Busta doesn't have it, that. And I lo- dog, I'm telling you, I love Busta Rhymes, but Bust and Tribe together. Like that whole mi- yeah. That whole era of bus was so fucking crazy. Yeah, but look, look, man. Again, I love the Time album, Leaders of the New School. I love that album, but it's not all Buster. Redman was by himself, catching bodies if, everywhere. I don't know if people. I don't know if someone in the '90s had better features than Bus. Hmm. I mean, scenario is incredible. But Bus's real feature run didn't really, 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 really kick off until the 2000s. Between that and Flavor and Year, no, he, Flavor and Year, he was on. Yeah, which um, was incredible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just, look, no, Bus is not making my list. He's not making my top. <laughs> He's not. He's just not. He's not because the look. I so love, two West Coast people, you're okay with then? You put Scarface. I had no down I south guess. people outside of 3K. Yes, I definitely put so, Scarface. My bias was showing. Scarface um, is yeah, Scarface is all over this shit. Like all these ghetto boys albums. Again, I was listening to the diary the other day and pfft, Scarface? Face mob? Man, listen. <laughs> yeah. I and West Coast, yeah, it was Cuban Snoop. And I know a lot of people. I mean, there was a lot of good West Coast music in the nineties, but I don't like I'm not putting too short near this list. No, I'm not either. Um I mean I don't even know who else was in the 90s from like, you know what? I was thinking of like, okay, which women would come into regards for this list? Queen Latifah had a nice 90s run. Yeah, but it if was If we're short. putting like, it was short, but if we're putting in the acting and all this shit, like we're not doing it for Pac. But if we add that in, Queen Latifah had a nice run. Yeah, she had a nice run, but she ain't, she ain't on this list. Look, real quick, because I just had to pull this up on Scarface. And I know you guys want to listen to the rest of the show, but fuck that. You're going to listen to this. Um... <laughs> This is what Scarface did in the 90s. Mr. Scarface is back. The world is yours. The diary. The untouchable. The ho- my homies. Then, the ghetto boys, we can't be stopped. Till death do us part. The resurrection. The good, the bad, the ugly. And then he, these are the songs he had. Mind playing tricks on me. Hand of the dead body with Cuban Devin the dude, which I almost forgot about. I seen a man die, which was incredible. Oh, smile, yeah, that song. And, and smile with Pac. Like... Scarface mm-hmm. to this day remains one of the most underrated MCs outside of somebody like Doom, which is uh, which blew my mind when Doom passed away. That there were kids out there was like, I've never heard of Doom. Yo, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Get your shit Yo, together. You'd be surprised how many kids have never heard of Scarface. Yo, unbelievable. Like, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Yo, yeah, but the, in the night. Damn, nah, yeah, face. Listen, <sighs> I ain't taking him off my list. Method Man is gone. So meth is off the list at this point. Face, face is on there. To have a '90s list with no Wu Tang members as well. Just, Justin Ivy's gonna again crush me in the group. I love Justin. (laughs) Too goddamn bad. This is look, man. The Wu, it's some of its parts at this point because we're splitting hairs with a lot of these artists. And for me, again, for me, it's like I can't. There's no way I could leave Cube off this list. There's no way. Like I'm very tempted to put M on this list, and I don't know because I haven't even counted. But Snoop, yeah. Pac, yeah. Oh, all right, I'm going to do this in my head right now. Snoop and Pac, for sure. 
Biggie and Jay, absolutely. Redman, Scarface, Andre, that's seven right there. Who am I missing? Um, Nas. Nas, that's eight. Who am I missing? Who have I not mentioned yet? And that's it. Biggie, Snoop, Nas. Um, Cube? Did I say Cube? I don't think you said Cube. God damn it. That's nine. So you have one spot. So I have one spot. And who's that left to? Um, <laughs> uh, did I say M? I didn't say M. No, no. M is border. So, so it's, M, it's you're weird. like, I want to put M on this list. Because the difference between our list um, is Eminem, Busta Rhymes, Method Man are not on yours. You put face on yours. Face? Oh, man. I Yeah. I'm going to have to put... Ooh, God, this sucks. Because I really want to put Common on this list. And I am. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. I don't no, care. but the album that you pointed at is 2000. But I still, it's three months into But I still 2000. think One Day It All Makes Sense was incredible. And because like Water for Chocolate came out early 2000, that means Six Sense, the single, was already out. Yeah. So... Uh, I couldn't put most on there. Same reason. I looked at most because Black Star and everything else. <laughs> like, and then I had to really look into the most catalog, and I was like, ah. Oh, and it's I like, don't it, know. and with Common, like I used to love her came out around that time. I just went back for anybody for anybody who want to listen to a real gem of an album from a, from a producer that you may not have known had an album out. Um, no ID. Uh, what was what the fuck was it called? Uh, no ID has a solo album. That has a joint with Doug Infinite and Common called State to State. And it is incredible. But <laughs> I gotta check this out. Yes. The the bot yeah, man, I, I Common changed a lot for me. As a as a kid who was growing up and was looking for some like the true, like some conscious rap like Asada and you know, rapping about abortion. Like I never dreamed of leaving someone with Lauren. Yeah, Common's gonna make my list. Common's the last spot. Yep. And I might flip it with M like tomorrow. So that that spot is interchangeable. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Not bad. Two good lists there. Make sure you guys hit us up. Let us know your list. Again, we do this show every week so we can talk to you guys. You guys can talk to us. So hit us up on social media. Let us know where we were right, where we were wrong, who we forgot, because I'm sure there were names we forgot to mention. Every time we do this list, I love putting the old man on the spot because then someone will tweet us a name. And he'll be like, shit. And he gets so mad he wasn't prepared and like forgot somebody. So it's like the best part of this. So make sure you guys send us your list. Send us the top 10 of 90s only rappers. Uh, we're going to hit the break because we got tons of wrestling to talk about. You guys stay right there. We're coming back. We're AEW and NXT. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right after this. All right, we'll be back to the show in a second. But first, everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, just that quick, we are back. It's time to dive into pro wrestling. Starting with AEW, they had another weekly show. Um, and we're seeing more of the fallout of the mythical open door now where we have talent going over to Impact. Uh, there was a whole, I guess, rumored beef with um, Sammy Guevara. Because he didn't want to do something in Impact. Which, I mean, he doesn't work for Impact, right? Like, is, is he in the wrong? <laughs> I feel like if you go over there, they'll be like, yo, this is your storyline. He's like, for what? You're not my employer. Yeah, and if that's true. but If it's true, yeah. I mean, who the fuck knows at this point. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the rumors. But we, we have this door open. We had two weeks of Kenta being over from New Japan. Now people are wondering, ooh, who else could come over from New Japan? Girl is a destiny. <laughs> you know, that'd be a great move. But so we, we have this and now everyone's kept on their toes. It really gives a reason to watch the program because you never know who's going to show up. This week, though, was more of a cut and dry program for them with their talent. They debuted the uh, the women's tournament, which I haven't caught up on the Asian leg of it, but I've heard great things. And then they started going through the tournament here on their program, which is cool. They need fresh faces in the women's division. I'm not sure if this is going to do it for them. But it's a good idea to get everyone on television and see who sticks. And then we have their normal program starting to take shape before their pay-per-view. I didn't like this episode of Dynamite. Really? Like, is it because it was just normal, boring, cut and dry? No, because, all right, the weird Kenny Omega segment with the kids in the school, I didn't need that. Uh, with Nakazawa getting jumped by the kids and half the kids wearing masks, it was really weird. Yeah. I, I don't even know why they did it. Um, Sting taking a bump is 
giving me headaches because I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, just watching it happen. I was like, he's really going to take a bump. That wasn't a bad part of the show, though. It just, no. I was just like, oh, he can take a bump. Now, I don't know how he can move in the ring. I guess we'll see that at Revolution. Um, what else was there? Was like Luther in the beginning of the show, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't need, was- I don't ever need Luther on Dynamite. And, you know, unless he's on like the ultimate job role, but there's so much other talent there. Um, this weird Adam Page, Matt Hardy thing, mm, I can kind of do without it. Me too. They kind of rolled Adam Page out of the Dark Order and just randomly into this. Yeah, and it's like the Dark Order came to his aid at the end because part of the party came and jumped, whatever. Um, the main event was cool. Uh, the results of the main event, you know, after when Kenny Omega and John Moxley, it seemed like they're going full ass death match. I'm all here for that. Yep. But the show as a whole, yeah, I don't think so. I wasn't. It was just. It was just there. It, as much as I call it NXT or Raw or SmackDown for having a ho hum show, I'm gonna call AD, AEW as well. This was not a great show. So so far, and I agree. And I don't know what they're doing with Shaq. Dude, please. like I, I don't get it. No, I don't get it. I don't, I don't want any part of that. That's yeah. That's the shit. You know, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Gonna be a girl dad. That was you know that's cool. It felt kind of anticlimactic. It's like he walked down and was like you got having a girl. It's like all right, well, I guess we're gonna use it for that. But yeah, th- this show was just there. But I, yeah, Cody and Shaq is an angle that you, I get why they're doing it because when WWE does stuff like this, it gets additional eyeballs and press. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. I can't see this match being worth watching at all. No, God no. Um, I don't even know when they're gonna have the match. Revolution, so I, I believe. No, I don't think so. Right now, penciled in for Revolution is some face of the Revolution ladder match. Oh yeah, the face of the. Re- I don't even know what the fuck that means. And Cody's in that, so maybe Shaq cost him there again it's just to get eyeballs i'm assuming during the nba playoffs which are on the same network so if you have cody and shaq going back and forth like maybe when shaq is doing halftime of these shows and he's talking about cody and all this stuff and people might tune over on wednesdays then i guess it makes sense right now as it stands revolution is scheduled as the young bucks versus jericho and mjf okay which I guess that's the final implosion of Jericho and MJF. Don't bank on it because they've been. This one has been going on for a while. So ever, forever, and the inner circle is just crumbling, which is good. Free LAX. Um, then we have Cage and Ricky Stars versus Darby Allen and Sting, which you mentioned right now, penciled in a street fight. So maybe that's how you hide Sting. That is absolutely how you, you motherfucker can't wrestle. So <laughs> you do a lot of shit outside. Uh, if Matt Hardy books that, they'll find some creative, weird-ass things to do with Sting. And then the winner of the women's tournament, of course, against Sheeta, which I'm not sure who wins that. That's a toss-up completely right there. Um, Sheeta's, again, kind of stale. Kind of. So <laughs> that, I'm more invested in the tournament itself. Like It's kind of a letdown to be like, oh, and then you get to wrestle Sheeta. It's like, oh, great. Um, Adam Page was Matt Hardy. You mentioned... It's called the Big Money Match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not invested in that. And then, yeah, face of the Revolution Ladder Match. Cody Rhodes is in that. With Scorpio Sky. Hey, Penta, who I thought was injured. Lance Archer. Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is incredible. 
At sooner or later, you might just have to put the title on this dude. <laughs> just strap the rocket to his back. Yo, like every yo, at least the TNT title. Something. Fuck it. He's just he's too good. But other than that, we can move on because AEW is not the focus point of this week. WWE is. Oh, definitely. So we have to recap NXT as well. So with NXT, we saw. Vengeance Day coming to a close, which I thought was a really good, I keep calling it pay-per-views, a really good network special. Um, And in terms of takeovers, I think it brought that feeling back. Not that the past couple takeovers were bad by any means, but this is probably their best one in a while. It's a good way to start off this year of takeover. It was a very enjoyable takeover. It was very, and it was crazy because... You know, I mean, we'll get to the end in a minute, but there was really no undisputed. This is one of the first ones that we hadn't seen, like a, a Ciampa, <clears throat> excuse me, Ciampa undisputed error match in, involved in matches. Yep. So it was, there was a lot of things they did right. And I guess go ahead and run down the list and we'll, we'll talk about it. So we started with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Man, I really like this match. This, this was really good. And they have a wealth of talent in the women's division. Yes. they have. A, look, I, again, I have one issue with this entire thing. And we talked about it the last time we talked about this. Is this whole, when is Raquel Gonzalez going to challenge Io Shirai? That's it. That's all I want to know. Because you had a pitter pit at, at War Games, but now she's completely in this tag angle, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. I don't even have a problem with them winning at all because I really like the visual of Dakota Kai getting her redemption against Shayna Baszler. Maybe, maybe not. And now you got Raquel Gonzalez and Nia Jax. It's it's a very good match, and it establishes them as a tag team, which makes you feel like they're going to be around there for a while. Everything yeah. was right. It just leads me to my one qualm. It's just like, why did Raquel Gonzalez pin Io Shirai? Like, when are we going to get there now? The caveat is, they're doing this match in like two weeks with uh, Nia and Shayna Baszler. So maybe they uh, Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Dakota Kai lose, and then she goes into the, the Io Shirai feud. That, that's the only thing I could possibly see. Otherwise, it's my own. It's, it's such a minor gripe. But the match itself is fantastic. Bunch of near falls. The only the other issue. The referee is a fucking idiot. What the? What was that? <laughs> Yo, the referee. Why would you stop counting for Dakota Kai merely sliding into the ring? She didn't even break up anything yet. No, he just looked at her, and he's like, "Yo," she's like, "Yo," and he's like, <laughs> "She's up to something." <laughs> yeah, stop the count. Like the ref was a complete tool throughout this entire match, but the match yeah. itself was really good. Um, Shotzi Blackheart's incredible. Ember Moon, as deficient as she is as a character, as a wrestler, she is fantastic. Yeah, this was she a good still match. go. Yeah, I mean, and the finisher's still money. Oh, the finisher's still among the best in pro wrestling. Period. Because it yes. just looks good. It looks like it kills people every time. Yep. So I wasn't even mad. Dakota and Raquel winning. I I thought they were gonna lose. But, like you said, it brings up this history with Shayna. And I, I like it. And you know we're going to get the Big Show spot. Of course. Where Raquel is going to kill Nia. She's putting Nia through a table with some powerbomb type shit. Yeah, we'll see. Like off of the apron or something. So I'm intrigued. That's going to be dope. Um, next match, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. K. 
God damn, this was good. Johnny Gargano doesn't miss. Hey. Johnny Takeover is the real deal. And let's be real, I really liked the kidnapping done before the match. <laughs> it was so random and quick. Just snatch his ass up. I'm out of here. That was great. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to have to start having conversations about Gargano soon because you're right. This dude just does not miss. And we thought this would be a good match to Kushida. Now, I thought Kushida was going to go over. He didn't. But guess what? I don't have a problem with it because Gargano didn't have to cheat to win. He won clean. Clean. But the match itself was incredible between the near falls, everything that was done. Gargano is a master at wrestling. He has not faltered in a takeover match in years. Years. I can't name a bad one. Because it doesn't exist. He's that damn good. He is really that good. So, I, I don't mind Gargano winning. I don't mind him holding on this title for a while. I'm curious where they go to his <sighs> Mania feud with. It, could it be Dexter Loomis? I don't know. That's one. Listen, if he pulls a takeover-worthy match out of Dexter Loomis... Yeah, we just gotta we gotta put him on any any current top five, top three list. Cause I I don't I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Cause I I don't think that happens. Yeah. This this is I mean this is like strap on because I I gotta carry this this damn match if that's the yeah. direction we end up going. You know, there's a part of me that really wants to see Austin Theory brainwashed by Dexter Loomis and they just become a tag team. No, no, no. I would love to see Austin Theory brainwash and maybe like turn on Gargano because Austin Theory Gargano is one hell of a match. Yeah, but this like Theory has been put into this goofy like sidekick role, and there's just a part of me that's you know, like Dexter Loomis didn't just kidnap him for nothing, and they're both like big bigger type dudes. I wouldn't mind them being a tag team for a minute, but that means you'd have to break up the way, and that's completely unnecessary. So. I'm fine with the way it is, but I don't know, man. I, me, there's a few things I'd like to see done with Gargano. And one of them is I don't know how you get there because he's a heel, but I enjoy it so much. It's rich man Cameron Grimes. I would love to see Cameron <laughs> Grimes and Gargano engage in a few because I know those two could tear it down. But, dog, Cameron Grimes, yo, shout out to Josiah, Josiah as well because he had the intro music for, for this and he did Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Song, oh man, this was uh to the moon, baby. Yeah, to the moon. Uh, this that oh yes, that shit was so good. Yeah, Josiah might be MVP of the night. Yeah, <laughs> just oh man, that shit was so so dope. And then we have uh, the men's dusty tag team classic finals: MSK versus Grizzle Young Veterans. And you couldn't have been more right about this when you said. These two teams are there because they're really tag teams. Yes, really tag teams. You can and see this work. was a real tag team match. You saw it all through the work. These are not two singles guys. Even though I'm just gonna have such a hard time calling Wesley Desmond Xavier. Even though, like watching him in PWG, he's you're gonna hate me for saying this, Kel, but he's a better version of Ricochet. <laughs> he's Ricochet with the tag team part. Well, not which he, might have to be what Ricochet is. Well, what I'm saying is he's more charismatic than ricochet and this oh and, yeah and the skill wise they're very similar even in body type they're very similar yep. but desmond xavier does everything ricochet does but he can also cut a great promo and like he's just he oozes charisma and throughout this entire match grizzle young veterans should not be understated because they were phenomenal in this match as well but 
yo, this was, he is, I hate doing this, but he's like the Montez Ford of MSK. Oh, already? Already. <laughs> already. already. That no, I think they both, they both feed off each other well. They were hilarious on this week's NXT. Oh, yes. Just eating the popcorn? Very much that like the rest. It's the first time I clapped for Beth Phoenix. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That, them in the background, just physical comedy, they didn't even need lines, and they were money. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, but the right tag team won. MSK winning. Dusty Classic did a great job establishing tag teams are worth it and just, instead of just pairing two randoms together. Yep. This was, this, everything was right about this. Um, and please have them take the titles off of uh, Oni Lorcan and, and Danny. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, come on. And it's going to be a good match because uh, Oni Lorcan, Biff Busick, could wrestle his ass off. It's going to be a really good match. Yeah. But uh, they're nothing with those tag titles. Yeah, like it—they're just—they were a product of Pat McAfee, and we don't need that anymore. So we're we're good to take the titles off of them. Uh, next match: Io Shirai versus Mercedes Martinez, Tony Storm. Easily the shortest match of the night by about five minutes, but felt like the longest because sometimes this is where triple threats don't always work. Yeah, this was the worst match in the night. Yeah, sometimes people, like, they just felt like they were doing nothing at all. There was too much standing, waiting for spots. Well, it was clear. The, the table fell. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think everything went to shit once that table just broke. Because Tony Storm looked at it and was like, guys, uh, what do we do now? Because clearly EO Shirai was supposed to jump off of the thing onto the table. There was supposed to be a huge table spot. It messed up everything. You could tell the momentum of the match changed. Um... And it's weird because I feel like, again, I keep talking about this uh, this Raquel Gonzalez thing. She should have been. This is the spot she should have been in instead of Mercedes Martinez. It's kind of weird that she was in this match. Yeah, it just it didn't, it didn't make sense. There was no heat, like, basically. Yeah. There was no heat. It could have been EO and Tony Storm. I would have been fine. Yeah. It, it was like this was just a strange, like this match really didn't have any heat. And it ended all kind of abruptly. Eosurai doing the moonsault. Yeah, this wasn't it. This was it. It wasn't bad. Again, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like this match. This this takeover had a lot of great matches, and this was the weakest of the bunch. Yes, and then main event, we get Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. This was technical. Yo, did they ever go outside the ring? I can't remember. No, okay. no, never left the ring. Yeah, they stayed in the ring. Not the, the entire match. time. This was me when I first discovered progress in the UK. Or what, the ICW and all that shit. Like, this felt like a UK-style match. When like people were like, oh, it's a dream match in the UK. Good, they gave those fans exactly what they wanted. This was, yeah, this was, this was a damn good match. Um, Pete Dunn, another guy. Just doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. No. Dunny doesn't miss. And Finn's run is crazy right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a it's the best run of Finn being in NXT or WWE. Even when he won the Universal Championship. I don't care. This this is the best version of Finn Balor. By I'm far. not sure. In ring he had a better run in New Japan. Mm. Not consistent. Mm. Nine months like this. I mean it, it was pretty good. The thing about Balor was we really didn't get great matches until recently. Not that they were bad. They were just they were good. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he he had the same cadence all the time until recently. Yeah, like the new, the edge that Balor has now for his character is great, right? Yep. 
and it works. And, and Pete Dunne, even though this isn't Pete Dunne's best match, that's with Tyler Bate um, and the Walter match, but uh, he just he delivers. He he delivers. And then we get to the end, which I finally got what I've been asking for for the past four four months, five months, four months, maybe. Yep. Yeah, got what I wanted. So, undisputed era. The dissension begins. So Finn is standing there. They're about to. Do, they're throwing up the undisputed era sign. Finn's about to give the guns with the messed up hands that he kept on selling, which is great. The entire time, and gets super kicked by Adam Cole, baby. And then we see after that, shocked other members of the undisputed era. Kyle O'Reilly's like, "Yo, what are you doing? What's going on? We don't do that." Super kicks Kyle O'Reilly. And Roddy's just like, fuck, I don't know what to do. He's trying to tell Roddy to come on. He, Roddy won't leave the ring. And it looks like Adam Cole, heel Adam Cole, lone wolf. I'm all for this. Look, I told you guys, the feud, the money feud was there. They planted the seeds a while ago. And we got Cole versus O'Reilly. That's what's going to happen. Now, the big question is, is Balor going to be involved in this? And does that turn this into a triple threat at WrestleMania weekend? Because, look, we're about to hit the final stretch. This was their last takeover. This feud clearly is their blood feud. And I'm totally fine with Cole and O'Reilly going at it. But the way they've positioned Cole, especially after the follow-up with, with uh, NXT, is he's after that title again. So, do you do... The, and where does this leave Karrion Cross? That's what I'm wondering. You can't, because Karrion Cross, you can only put him on the back burner for so long. He never lost the title. So I like that they're they're building him up the right way again. They didn't rush him back into the title picture. They're letting Balor continue his run. But with Cross, it's like, well, maybe they try to extend this run against Escobar into Mania weekend? No. It, it and just can't. give him a really good match? No. And Escobar just keeps dodging him? No, I can't see that, man, because I think... I mean, I don't know what's going on in NXT UK and Jordan Devlin and, you know, that cruiserweight situation. But Escobar needs a, another feud because nobody's buying that he's just going to be carrying cross, right? It's just not going to happen. But he's a champ, no. so you got to give him a feud where he's putting his title on the line. So Cross is in a weird, a strange spot. Well, he, he may not be champ if he doesn't show up this upcoming week. He is stripped of that title. And that would be stupid, right? Because he... Well, it's a way to get the singular title. Yeah, again. but... Like, if you're not having a unification match between him and Devlin, I don't know what we're doing here. Otherwise, we need to go to somebody else. Maybe it's Cameron Grimes. I don't know. I'm going to keep sticking Cameron Grimes in everything. Cause I <laughs> in every feud. But I just I don't know what we're doing with Karrion Cross right now. Because it's clear. Like, O'Reilly and Cole don't need to be for the title. Those two could just dig in, and I'd be fine. But if they're positioning Cole to do another title chase, it would have to be O'Reilly costing Cole. And maybe they, and I think they're doing this. I think they're running an injury angle on Kyle O'Reilly. From oh, I think so too. From the brainbuster on the stairs, and then you know fans like he's convulsing, and that didn't happen. But if they're going to run an injury angle, that means we're we're delaying this until Mania, which also means the match will get cemented when Kyle O'Reilly ruins Adam Cole's chances at getting the title. So that could be the direction that we're going with this. This but is, then, what do you set up for Finn? Because that's still it has to be using across. Finn as a pawn. It, but, but the hard part is, how do you get there? Because yeah. there's really, there's been nothing. Uh, let's be honest. Karrion Cross since his return, he's lost a lot of momentum. 
he wasn't at. He didn't wrestle a takeover. He didn't wrestle this week. We've seen him, but it, it feels like three years ago that he beat Keith Lee. It feels yeah. so long ago. So how do you rebuild that momentum? And Santos Escobar really isn't the right feud for him because he needs to kill somebody, somebody's on his way to trying to reclaim the title that he never lost. Santos Escobar is your cruiserweight champ. I don't think that's the way to go. I, I don't know. We got what six weeks, seven weeks. Yep. I, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Karen Cross is he's great, but he's lost a lot of momentum. They got to figure that part out soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to light the fire under him. And listen, Balor. If given enough time, that could be one hell of a match too. So you, I don't know. It's it's gonna be, it's gonna be one hell of a build. They can go a lot of ways with this. We got to wait and see. Seven weeks left. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we got to talk main roster because we have a pay-per-view coming up this weekend, Elimination Chamber, and I'm not too excited for it, but we're going to talk about it when we come back. You guys stay right there. Be right back after this break. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, it's the final stretch. We are back. Time to talk WWE main roster. Don't have to go over what happens every week because... Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (sighs) Yes, we do. You want to know why? Lacey Evans is pregnant. What the fuck are we doing Really pregnant, I think. Whether she, I'm not sure. No, whether I'm not she, sure if it's confirmed. If whether she is or she isn't, this is like the this is Lana Lashley all over again. This angle stinks. No, it does stink. It does stink. Like if she's pregnant, like I congrats. You know, have the child. Go enjoy maternity leave. Like I don't need it to be Ric Flair's baby and just dragging it on because it's not a title program. You have a champion. Preferably one that should defend their title at WrestleMania. God, dog, this is this is the one. When we talk about weekly, like yeah, the rest of the weekly stuff we can kind of you know skirt around, but this is just so frustrating. It's like why are we why are we doing this? Why are we yeah. disrespecting Oscar like this? I'm not gonna go on, a, on another rant this week, but yo, when when Lacey was like, oh, I'm pregnant, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like oh brother, this stinks. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's it's a horrible, oh, horrible development. Poor Oscar. Yeah, she didn't do anything to deserve this. No, and she don't got shit to do now. No tag title, no program, no nothing. I mean, she could always lose to Alexa Bliss' fiend character. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's next for her. To be honest, anyway. the wealth of women's talent in the company, and Raw's not doing a damn thing. 
At least SmackDown has some women wrestling. And, every and yo, Raw sucks. Here's another reason why. <laughs> why, dude? Okay, two things. We got Kofi in the chamber, right? Cool. Which a lot of people are like excited over. He's gonna lose. You guys know this. He's gonna lose. Of course. It is what it is. But somebody had to sit there and tell Vince and Bruce Pritchard was like, "Yo, there is no reason for Miz to be in this fucking match, right?" And no. that's how they that's how they figured this out because it was really stupid logically. And I said that last week. Maybe they listen yep. to the podcast. Maybe not. Who knows? But beyond that. Why did you just have an elimination chamber match before the elimination chamber? I always hate when they do that. Like the gauntlet match. That's so stupid. So we've seen all of these guys pretty much wrestle already. What am I tuning in for? Yeah, what am I watching? Why, why should I care? Right? And obviously, when you do a gauntlet match, the champ's never going to win. When it comes to like, oh, who's going to end up last? The cha-? Nobody gives a shit. Drew McIntyre was going to lose to Sheamus. I knew that from the jump. Like, that was obvious. But then, if you are trying to do this out of sight, out of mind thing with Randy Orton and The Fiend, save it for Elimination Chamber. Don't even tease it here. This match was No, useless. I mean, they, they tease it. That's, I didn't mind the tease. I, here's why I mind the tease. Because why? Because the match was... Because they built the resurrection thing again. And she's like Ouija boarding on the floor. That's fine. That, that, that's fine. But having, you know, the laugh and it caught, get Randy Orton counted out. Oh, the that count was out. Yeah, stupid. stupid. It was yeah. dumb. Like, everything that they're doing here is dumb. Dumb. And then Sheamus broke kicks, drew, and gets the pin clean. I'm like, come on, man, what are you doing? I don't want to watch this match. Yeah. So we know the last two people in the chamber off rip. Are going to be Sheamus and Drew Mack. Yes. So who's getting eliminated first? Um, Jeff Hardy. Yes. Goodbye, Jeff. <laughs> Second. So Jeff, Kofi. Jeff, it's either Kofi or AJ. Okay. Yeah. No, give me Jeff, Kofi, Randy, then AJ. I think AJ makes the final three. Which leads me to a better question. Which I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks. What's AJ Styles doing at WrestleMania? I don't know yet. They don't know yet. They'll figure That's it out. The, He's not going to be left off the card. That was the correct answer. They don't know yet. They don't know. They have no clue. This elimination chamber is baffling for the on the Raw side. Because Raw, Raw has just been really, really bad lately. Yeah. Usually you should go 2v2v2 in the elimination chamber, right? Like with three feuds that are brewing. And you kind of lock them all into the chamber at once. Um, this is a smorgasbord this year. Drew Mack, we don't know who he's wrestling at WrestleMania. Damn sure ain't Sheamus. No, and it damn sure ain't Edge either. No, so maybe AJ Styles becomes that guy. But th- there's nothing There's nothing there. There's like no- But maybe they build it off of this. Yeah, but it's really hard for you to sit um, there and go, yeah, I'm investing in this. Yeah, I mean, you got seven weeks. Build this shit. At least you, at least you get a direction leaving this pay per view. Uh, the worst thing you can have is just Drew Mack beat Sheamus clean at the end, and then say, "Now what?" Well, that's where they're at. They're really at it now. What? And I, I, I promise you, it, it, they were really. I think they were really waiting on the Rock. They might still be ra- waiting on the Rock. Peacock deal is in place. Uh, the Rock show just debuted. I haven't watched the first episode yet, so don't ask me. And uh, <laughs> it would make a, t- a ton of sense with the, the fact that they're having some fans for the Rock and Roman Reigns to have their match. Because next year, we're, getting, we're approaching Rock getting to 50. And I, I know what you guys are saying. Yeah, wrestlers at 50. But, dude, last time Rock wrestled, he tore everything against John Cena. Yeah. 
You can't, and yeah. it, the way the Roman style is, you can't really have like another slow plotting match. You got to pull the trigger on this, and I have a feeling that that's kind of what they're waiting for before they figure it out. On top of that, when you have that dumb pay per view that's kind of in between WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, you don't. If you don't have your Royal Rumble winner commit, which is weird because neither of them have committed, Bianca or um, no, we or know Edge. where Bianca's going though. I mean, duh, but they <sighs> commit. Like I don't need, I don't need y'all <laughs> to wait so goddamn long, right? Like, well, there's no pay per view after this, right? So they cut out that meaningless roadblock. Well, this is the meaningless pay per view after. No, Chamber Chamber usually builds the other Mania feud. Right. But, the, again, I think um, you got to... If AJ Styles is the winner, or if it's him and Drew at the end, and Drew barely beats him or some shit, you know, maybe the almost giant almost beats the shit out of Drew. If you get Drew Styles at Mania, cool. Give me six weeks of that build. I'm not complaining. That's the best case scenario. Coming I mean, out. that match is a really good match that won't main event either night. So I guess it's fine. Fine by me. It's just a good match. But the, again, the only thing that you've built was that Sheamus thing. And I, nobody wants that. No, no, no. Definitely don't want Sheamus at Mania. Nope. Um, Kofi's in a feud with uh, Ali. Which feels like Ali has to do something to cause Kofi in this match. Because that is clearly the WrestleMania feud to go with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even though, and then, even though, my Bobby Lashley interview just ran, and I'm just gonna put the, I put this in the atmosphere just see what Bobby would say. So me and Bobby Lashley, we're talking about WrestleMania. We're talking like Elimination Chamber. I was like, I don't care, whatever. You're you're wrestling Riddle and Keith Lee, cool. But what are you gonna do for Mania? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, Well, you and Biggie had this interaction at the Royal Rumble that got people real hot. And he was like, Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a title for title match. And I was like, Hmm, that be he kind of dope. Then he takes it a step further. And he says, you know what you haven't seen yet? And I was like, what? Hurt Business versus The New Day. Now, The New Day want the Raw tag titles that Shelton Benjamin and, uh, and Cedric have. And Big E has the U.S. title. Why don't we just do a, a, a all-or-nothing match at WrestleMania? And I was like, I would fucking love that. Oh, sign me up. Hurt Business versus The New Day at WrestleMania? And that's main event caliber. Right I mean, that, there, baby. that's some ex- that's that's some blackety black shit. And then look, man, I look, I get it. We got a lot of titles, but I wouldn't mind unifying the IC and the US title. I really wouldn't. I'd rather unify the main titles, but sure. Uh, Just a side note: Can we bring the big gold back? Like, wouldn't Roman Reigns be the perfect guy to say, you know what, fuck this universal title and bring Vic Goldie back on the shoulder? I mean, it'd be nice, but obviously they're not going to go that direction. But anyway, because, yeah, Hurt Business, like, they, that would be the, I would love to see that. But, yes, we're, we're going to go with Kofi and Mustafa because the, the whole Kofi Mania angle, there's, there's, too much, there's too much meat on the bone that you can really dig and pick at, especially as good as Mustafa Ali has been on promos. Oh, yeah. Now you got to let him ride with that. Again, you pushed a lot of chips into this this uh, basket with his faction. I forgot their name. Retribution. Dude, just lose the faction. Just go with Ali yeah. and Kofi. Cause so faction. give the guy at least a mania feud for making it damn near decent. Yeah. Barely, at least bearable from week to week. Um, then, okay, so your official winner of the Raw Elimination Chamber is... True. I'm taking Drew as well. He doesn't lose the title on this. And then we have Lashley versus Keith Lee versus Riddle. Lashley. I think Lashley loses. I, he shouldn't. 
There's really no reason for him to lose. Hey, you're just going to keep ragdolling Matt Riddle? No, I mean, we got to move on from that at some point. Matt Riddle has been one of the strangest booked talents in the last year. Yeah. Because he's on, like, every he, week. But he loses a lot. He does. They need to... I, listen, unless the losing is purposeful, which I don't, I'll never give him enough credit of long-term booking... But if it's purposeful, and it gives him the edge that he's sorely missing and he's had everywhere else, and he's not just a dipshit stoner, cool. I doubt they're doing it. No, they're not doing that. Um, Sooner or later, if he keeps getting nerfed by Lashley, hopefully it would give him that edge and he'll remember like, oh, you know what? By the way, I was a legit-ass MMA fighter. These people don't know it, but I'm going to show Yeah, it's too late for that. Um, The only thing is... No, I mean, get nerfed every week and... Turn the switch whenever you want. You should have turned the switch a long time ago. You don't wait until you get bounced around by Lashley all this time and then try to become an MMA fighter. I'm cool. Um, sure. So, yeah, I'm picking Lashley. As much as I would like to see Keith Lee, he's in a really strange spot. Because he... Missing the rumble hurt. Missing the rumble. Yeah, missing the rumble hurt. But even still, it's like, since he showed up, right, he beat Randy Orton. And everybody was like, yeah, he's going to the moon, blah, blah, blah. And he hasn't. At all. And they, they, they tried the Drew match, and Drew just went over on him clean, and I was like, I don't know why we did this on a random-ass Raw. But it makes me think that Vince McMahon is not a real big fan of Keith Lee. And it, it not necessarily the talent. I don't think that Vince likes his mic skills. Mm. I can see that. It, so that means I can't see them putting the title on Keith Lee. And the Hurt Business should still carry all the gold hitting into WrestleMania. Sure. So... WrestleMania is a good time to lose gold. Yeah. yeah, like, let him rock. If this leads to Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley one-on-one... Much better. Count me in. Yeah, I don't need to... Count me in. No, I don't know what the fuck Matt Riddle does after this, but that's none of my business. Um, You know what? Two people kind of in weird spaces. Team Ricochet all day. Give Riddle and Ricochet a run at the Hurt Business tag team No, guys. thanks. I mean, Kofi can't go. I don't care with the tag team titles because he's in a different feud. I don't care. I, Ricochet and Riddle as a tag team. I no, no. <laughs> no. Make for a good match. No. Um, Uso, a uh, next elimination chamber match. Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan. On paper, this one hell of an elimination chamber, with the exception of Baron Corbin. Except, I mean, Corbin's not that. There's worse mid card. Yeah, but dog, there's he's there's really no reason for him to be in this match. There's a couple things that that make me uh, raise an eyebrow on SmackDown. Uh, Dominic Mysterio gets too much TV time. Get him out of here. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like I don't want it. Like Dominic and Ray, I'm cool. I would much rather have Murphy back. And to be honest with you, this match would be so much better if Seth Rollins took Baron Corbin's spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, it would. Because the winner's going to end up facing Roman Reigns, right? <laughs> Which is crazy because like, well, there's no way Roman's going to lose. Um, no, the chamber's going to raise. Roman's going to walk right down and beat the shit out of someone who just had to last through six other guys. Right, and, and I figure when that happens is when Edge will make his decision. I think mm. I think we're closing the chamber with Edge picking Roman. Because okay. because I can't see any other reason we shouldn't we don't need to wait until you know SmackDown. No. We're in a position And Kevin Owens is winning this by the way. He should because there's no other real logical person. Look, who's in the chamber? Jay makes sense. 
Kevin, yep. Daniel Bryan, Cesaro. Who else? Ray Mysterio. Is, no. Sammy. Is Ray in the chamber? No, Sammy's in. Sammy. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that. That last spot could have went to Rollins or Nakamura. They look. They got Nakamura through. Oh, Nak could have had that. They put Nak through that gauntlet for absolutely nothing. That pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. One hell of a promo by Cesaro like a week ago. Dude, because Cesaro's really um, good. We know this. But yeah, no, it's going to make for a good match. I mean, the only person I could see going into an elongated feud with Roman Mania worthy is Daniel Bryan. Right. So for any reason they want Edge to choose Drew. Makes no sense, but. Um, no, yeah, but he can choose whatever the fuck he wants. So if Drew cleans house on his elimination chamber you build nothing right so he goes clean over Sheamus to win at the end and you're like he has no challengers Edge can come out and be like I want you yeah you know what the fans do Pfft, so <laughs> like it- then, then Edge could beat him though yeah cool but Edge could beat him yeah but so and then Roman Reigns then would be like okay you're open to Roman if you're waiting for the rock Edge isn't holding you up so if you're waiting for the rock you, you try that but if he doesn't commit by now, then you'd be like, okay, give me Daniel Bryan versus Roman. And you build up, you know, super baby face. Yes, movement Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean. Super badass Roman the only, Reigns. The only problem with that, the only problem is that they kind of 50-50 booked Daniel Bryan for a while. For lately, yeah, that is a problem. Like, he just got his ass whipped by knock answers. Yeah, on so it makes it real hard to be like, ah, well, this, you know. They could do, like, the Kofi Mania run, which I was just watching again, through Elimination Chamber and that performance. Like, I was watching that performance. That performance against Daniel Bryan was unbelievable. And then you yep. had the gauntlet. Like, they did, there was no 50-50 booking with Kofi. Kofi lost to Daniel Bryan and just started running through people to get that match. And Vince screwed him every week, which was really, you could tell, was booking on the fly. Like, they booked all that shit on the fly. You can't really do with Daniel Bryan with Roman Reigns being so dominant. On top of that, I wouldn't, it's not going to happen. But if, if Kevin Owens beat Roman Reigns for the title, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, by no means. It's not happening. It's not happening. But listen, you could give me Kevin Owens and Roman at Mania, and I would be fine. Yeah, they've just done it to death now. It's really hard to find, like, what's left. Well, you bring another Uso to cost. Like, Kevin wins this. Fucks up Jay Uso in the process. Maybe, like, locks him in the pod. I'm just, and then Roman comes down. You'd be like, "Ha ha! No one else to help you, punk ass." And then even then, you get the other USO to come out and screw. I'm him. just saying, like, if let's just say they were to do this, because we've all enjoyed Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Yeah, they've really run out of matches. There's nothing left for them to do. Yeah, the stakes. I don't know what the stakes could be. Like, what kind of match? We've had Last Man Standing. We've had we had TLC. We had like we've done everything. What's left? Everything. So I don't. I don't Yo, I don't, I don't even know. Some shit I can't even fathom. Like, they've done Hell in a Cell, right? I feel like they have. If they haven't, everything feels like a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, there's just nowhere else to go. No, what's his face? Uso versus Roman was the Hell oh, in a Cell. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, Hell in a Cell, where, where it's supposed to be used to keep people out? I just feel like we just had Roman Reigns in a Hell in a Cell with Jey Uso. We did. But, I mean, this is the logical use of Hell in it a is, Cell. It is, but, you know. It's to keep people out of your business I, I just I, I, I feel like the only way they're gonna go Roman has to win and if Roman wins this makes things very tricky because you've got all this talent and you have Wrestlemania yes it's two nights but you know what always happens every year you find all this talent you just shove them in like a ladder match yep so for Big E's title is that what we're doing 
I said, I'm all right with that. Biggie got beef with Sammy. You got beef with, you still got beef with Apollo. Still got beef with Apollo. Um, So then you throw Cesaro in that match. I mean. Knock. You know. So that's five right there. I, but I just really hate multi-man matches. But I know you got to try to get everybody on the program. Yeah. I like that ladder match at Mania, actually. They haven't had it the past couple of years. But I always like that ladder match. Because either Raw or SmackDown are getting a, a multi-man ladder match. Yeah. SmackDown makes the most sense now. Because Lashley... What the fuck are you going to do? Have Lashley, Keith Lee, like a bunch of big motherfuckers climbing yeah, ladder? Yeah, I just can't visualize it. Big E is the only big guy on the other side, at least. Right, and and Big E, you know, and he's athletic. He's uh, he's been trying to see his big ass climb. If you guys know, on Twitter, he's trying to pick a fight with Christian, so because <laughs> he still owes Christian a U.S. title match. Yeah, that'd be fun. Which would be fun. I just don't know who goes over, but you cannot throw Christian in a ladder match. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> that is that is what we cannot do. Yo, y'all thought I cringed when I saw Sting get power bombed? Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. That would have to be straight up and down. So yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. They got seven weeks to build this out. We'll see what Elimination Chamber holds. Hopefully, we get stories coming out That's of it. That's all the matches. WWE. You never know. That's it. Four. Four matches. That's it. Pre-show to be determined. Oh, my God. So, I guess they're going to... These chamber matches are long. Man. All right. So, by the time you guys <laughs> listen to this, SmackDown will have already aired. So, that means they can... Yeah, damn. They're not going to have the... neither women defend their title at, at chamber? That's... Asuka has no pro... no program. Sasha's waiting to see if she's chosen. This is so weird. This is weird. You have the tag team titles, women tag team, being down on NXT, building that feud. The men's tag team titles are still, I don't know what they're doing on SmackDown for the tag like, team titles. Seth Rollins has got to do something. Seth got to be somewhere. Who does Seth attack? He attacks Cesaro. Ooh, that'd be a fun Yeah. I, I think that would be a good feud coming out. That, like, like those two, ooh-wee. Yeah, to go on their own feud. Just get Corbin the fuck out of here. Get him out of here. Get like, and I, I'm not sold on the Gable thing either. Right now. Well, that's not really anything. It's so strange. It, it takes TV. Listen, time. I was watching like Elimination Chamber matches, and it was an Elimination Chamber with heavy machinery when Otis went flying through like the plexiglass. And yeah. Tucker, poor Tucker, we all predicted his demise. But Rude and uh, and Ziggler have been a tag team for a long fucking time. Almost Rude's entire tenure on the main roster. Like, and, you know, what do they call the Dirty Dogs now? Even though they don't like... Yep. They should they should have ran with this name to make me feel like they're a tag team. Which makes all of this odd because Street Profits... Was one of them hurt? Like, why haven't they done much of anything on TV since losing the titles? I don't know. They've just been watching. They did some commentary. Yeah, they did commentary. You know, they had... You know, they talked to Sonya Deville backstage. I just didn't understand... They lose the title, and it's kind of like they were like okay with it. Yeah, I'd, listen, I couldn't tell you. All right, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. We gotta wait and see for this weekend. Uh, hopefully, you guys will all be watching with us. We appreciate you as always. Hopefully, you're out there staying safe, staying Rona free. It has been a great show. Again, remind us. Let us know what you think of our list to start the show, our '90s hip hop list. For anyone, if you reach, if you are going through a tough time, if you're just wanting to talk, you want to shoot the shit, hit us up. Yes, we are busy, but there's no reason not to reach out. And you know, we're always good enough to send you back a quick message, say what's up. I damn sure am. Like, 
you hit me up, I'm going to respond. We appreciate all of you guys. We really, really do. We love the interactions. Um, man, if you've been listening from day one or if you just showed up last week, we're all family here. We're all part of a corner club, so we really, really appreciate all of you guys, and we want you to know that. For the new people, please follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Check out our other show, Wrestling with Stereotypes, at freenetworks.com, hosted by the Mortgage or brought to you by the Mortgage Guy. Shout out to Conrad and everyone over there. Shout out to our sponsors here. Shout out to the network, Blue Wire. Again, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Sunday with more recapping a weekend of boxing and MMA. We appreciate you. Till next time, though, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.